Annie, that was good. You did well. You did well. And, and they helped you good, too. They did a good job of helping you, and that was good. My text verse tonight is verse number 13, and uh, we're going to look at that a couple of times tonight. It's a well-known verse. It says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm preaching tonight on this subject, strength from the work, not for the work. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word tonight. I ask that you allow me to be a blessing to these people that I love. And Lord, to those that are watching online, I pray that you'd use a message in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to be a bit personal tonight. I'm not going to name any names in that way, but I'd like to take you into a recent time of prayer as I prayed for you. I spend a lot of time praying for our people, for you. I uh, believe my two main responsibilities for you is to teach and preach the Word of God. I'm not interested in preaching a good sermon, but I am interested in preaching truths that help us. And the second thing, I pray for you, and I believe those two things are my main responsibilities as your pastor. I really do love you, and I thank the Lord for the privilege, and I mean this, it is my honor to serve as your pastor. But when I pray for you, I, I mean this, I attempt to do this. I work to carry your burden to the Lord. I pray for our staff, I pray for our deacons. Lord knows they need it. I pray for our workers. I pray for our members. I pray for many people. I pray for folks that are not members of our church, but folks that they know us or know this ministry through our television or internet uh, ministry. And recently I was a bit overwhelmed. I was a bit overwhelmed by the burdens and difficulties that you carry. I'm going to go through my prayer list without naming any names tonight and just share with you what happened and uh, how I found uh, encouragement and help in that time of prayer from the Word of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit. There are some in our church who have loved ones that they care for. And I mean they are uh, part of their care 24 hours a day. Uh, some are children or grandchildren that are sick or weak in body some are seniors they're older but I pray for those that care for them in fact when I pray for those that are sick I always pray for the caregiver aren't you glad for those that have been caregivers either for yourself or for a loved one very special people that can sit and be a comfort and just be there I prayed for those who have children who are not uh, in the will of God, or grandchildren. It is such a heavy burden to bear, to pray for a son or a daughter that you desire, to be in the will of God because you want them to know the joy and the happiness of the Lord. I prayed for church members who are dealing with an illness um, that they just have to live with, it's something they deal with, and their illness or physical ailment will never go away and they have to live with it and they have to manage it. Sometimes it is painful and um, 
knowing so many people who have been harmed by pain medication, I pray not only for them, but I pray that they're able to manage the medicine as well, that it not take over in their life. And that's, that's a difficult thing. I pray for those who have financial burdens. Some have financial burdens that they did not bring on themselves. And regardless, it is not easy to live on a small or a fixed income. I pray for those that deal with terrible memories and treatment from the past. Some because of sin. Some because they have been mistreated and they carry difficult memories. I pray for those in law enforcement in this area. When you serve as a law enforcement official or you work as far as a fireman and you are called to difficult situations, there's some things that you have to deal with that are hard on your emotions, hard on your mind. To see someone that is hurting or that has hurt themselves or that has hurt another. Sometimes there are memories you wish you could erase and I pray for you about those. Some are dealing with just normal natural changes in life but it's not easy. Children that are growing older, children that are becoming teenagers and making more of their own decisions and as uh, we rear our children and they come to the place of those teenage years and we pray for their uh, friendships and associations and we pray that God, God will uh, guard them from a wrong influence. I think of many folks who are working to rear their children uh, to serve the Lord. Some have a spouse that is not well, either a husband or wife, they're sick. Uh, not everyone is able to attend church because of a physical ailment. And it's difficult not just because of the sickness. It's not an easy thing to be uh, by yourself without your spouse, without those uh, that you love. Some face a life-changing death. Uh, I, uh, my wife and girls were out of town this weekend and and uh, Brother Tyra and I, we went to lunch today. He told me to take me to a really nice place, and he did. In fact, it's the nicest McDonald's in all of Nicholasville. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we were talking. You know, after being married 49 years, it's not easy all of a sudden to go to a house that's empty and, um, and that your mind is flooded with memories. And they're both widows and widowers that are in our church that I pray for. Some face decisions, life-changing decisions. You're asking God for wisdom. There are folks here tonight that are going into ministry. They want to be in the right place. Uh, they, want to, they, they want to serve God with the right people in the right place. They want to be where God's called them to be. And you think of taking your family or even if it is uh, a young couple with not yet with children to go to a new place is not an easy transition to make and I, I pray for you that are in that time and place of uh, the will of God and praying that you're exactly where God wants you to be. And some have children that are moving away and uh, they're going into ministry. It, it's, it's a good thing. They're in the will of God and, and you're trying to... Uh, 
be happy and you look at things like, well, our grocery bill is going down and things like that, but uh, it is a burden. It's just a change in life. Some going to college, uh, some be going away after the summer, some in ministry, some in the military. Uh, you, you pray for your children. You pray for their young new marriage. You pr pray for their place in ministry, and it's, it's, it's just a change and a challenge. There are those who have business challenges. Uh, some need employees. Uh, they need help, and it's, it's difficult right now to find uh, help and find uh, the employees uh, that are needed. I pray for new members. I pray for folks that have had a pastor uh, and uh, folks that visit our church. Uh, I'm a different preacher than what you are used to, and I pray that God will help you and to meet your spiritual needs through the preaching and and things are different. The church family is different. And I, 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 I get concerned about that. I want folks, and, and our folks are friendly, but I want our folks to be friendly and welcoming to our new members. And sometimes we're, we're a bit overwhelmed. There's a lot of visitors. We had a lot of new visitors again this morning. And, and, and that's a blessing. And sometimes you ask someone, are you new? And they'll say, well, I've been here about oh, three and a half years, uh, something like that. But, but, but I, I pray for those in transition. There are folks that have faced unfair treatment of some kind. And I, every one of these, there's one or two or ten that's a part of this, uh, these categories. Uh, maybe untreated, uh, treated unfairly by employers. Uh, or a place of business. This is a crazy world with all of this gender identity. And I, I, I wonder sometimes how hard they work to come up to be more foolish than they were the year before. But it makes it difficult for Christians uh, in this world and rearing our children in this changing world. I pray for those that are getting older and for the first time in life activities are, are a bit limited. And uh, you choose now which uh, activities that you are involved in. And you're not able to do all that you once did. And that, that's sometimes a burden. Some have families where there's turmoil. I think of one of our college young men, one of, the, one of the finest young men we've had in college. His family is Muslim. They don't want him to go to church, let alone come here and train for ministry. And I prayed with him before he left and uh, asked the Lord to help him. He'll have a tough summer. It's not easy to serve God when you don't have family to encourage you. As I prayed through this list and I had spent some time in prayer, I had this thought and I said, Lord, how do these people have the strength to serve you and carry all of the difficulties and challenges and burdens that they have. These folks are faithful in church. These folks go witnessing and soul winning every week. These folks work in a nursery. They teach a Sunday school class. They work in the bus ministry. They serve as an usher or a greeter or security or choir or maintenance or grounds. Um, those that clean the buildings. And I said, Lord... How do they have, after carrying those burdens, how do they have the energy after all of the week and the difficulties? And I was, I was praying right here at this altar. I was in here by myself. I spend 
quite a bit of time here and on this property. And Lord, how do they have the strength after carrying all those burdens? There are people who are faithful to church and they're, they're faithful uh, every service. There are people who are faithful in their walk with God. They're faithful to be a witness for God. I can't tell you how many times during the week somebody will send me a note and say, I just wanna, want you to rejoice with me. I just led a man or a lady or teenager to Christ. And this week at least four times I got that note that said, I just led a man or a lady or a friend to Christ. What a blessing that is. And I think of the burdens that they carry. And I think, Lord, and, and I prayed in that particular time, Lord, how do they have the strength to serve you after carrying those burdens? I prayed for you. I thanked the Lord for you. I admired you. I appreciated you for a while as I prayed for you. I thought of the challenges in my own life and the responsibilities that we carry together as a church. And then I came to this passage of scripture. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And I wrote down this statement. Serving the Lord is not what Serving the Lord is not what requires strength. Serving the Lord is what supplies our strength. Look at verse 13 again. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We can read this two ways. We can read it that Christ strengthens me. Or we can read it, the things I do through Christ strengthens me. I can do all things which strengtheneth me. And the Lord Jesus is the one that helps me to do those things. And the doing of those things strengthen me. You see, it is not the burden that drains your strength, not being able to serve God. It's serving God that gives strength to help you bear the burdens. And so, I want to say to you tonight, I admire you. There, there, there are many folks, when they get in trouble, they start looking for God. There's some folks, they just decided to love God, not just in the bad times, but loving in the good times. I contend that it's the things we do that gives us strength. And so I want to say to you tonight, Let's press on in our walk with God. Let's press on in our service for God. Let's press on in our praising Him. Let's press on in our worshiping Him. Let's press on in our witnessing for Him. Let's press on in our service in music and nursery and cleaning and taking care of the grounds. And, 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 and folks serve and folks work and... and I, it's not that the burden takes the strength away from serving. Serving gives the strength to carry the burden. Friday was our graduation from our academy. And it was the fifth anniversary of the exact date that Brother Avalar and his three boys were taken to heaven. Kevin and Danny and Matthew Brother Avalar. As I pray for Sister Avalar, and I do, and for Kimmy and Vivian, 
to have the strength to serve the Lord so they can carry the burdens that they carry. You see, serving God is what keeps us going in life. Being in church, when sometimes we don't feel like being in church. Being in our place to whatever the case may be. I text Brother Dunn this afternoon, said I'm concerned about the air conditioners and maybe they're not uh, working in the back. And he came right over and he checked it and he said, I believe it's all right. Uh, this is just the first time it's been hot and we need to turn them down a little bit more uh, before the services. He's faithfully serving God in that way. And I, I don't want to name names because, I mean, there's servants everywhere. And, and, and the truth is every person I know has burdens. There are times in preaching as I look at you, I, I know what your burden is. I know from college young men and young ladies and, and deacons and, and servants, I know what your burdens are. I want to say to us tonight, serving God is what gives us the strength to carry the burdens. How did Paul press on in the work of the ministry with all of the burdens that he bore? Philippians chapter 4 is written from prison. And he says in verse number 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Paul, how in the world do you serve God with all the burdens that you bear? And Paul says, It is my serving God that gives me strength to bear the burdens. Take your Bibles and go to Hebrews chapter 12. It's a familiar passage of scripture, but I want you to see it. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, the Bible tells us. In verse number 2, we'll read both verses. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Here's our example. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now notice this. Who for the joy that was set before him, he came to do the Father's will. He came to die on the cross. That's why he came. That was his work. That was the purpose of the Father. And notice what the Bible says. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. With all of those burdens, how do you do the work? Well, the work is what gives me the strength to carry the burdens. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. What I'm saying tonight is we've got to keep serving God whether we feel like it or not because we don't get strength for the work. We get strength from the work. We don't pray, God, give me strength so I can do it. God says, do it, and I'll give you strength from your obedience. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, notice what he says. I, he, he says that there was in verse number 7, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. What a burden. The messenger of Satan to buffet him. I don't know exactly what it was. Perhaps it was the devil who reminded him of his past, reminded his, uh, him of the uh, torture and of the persecution that he put Christians through in the past. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Where did he get that power? Where did he get that strength? He didn't get it for the work. He got it from the work. 
through the years, I've had Christians say to me, Preacher, I need to rest from the work of the ministry. I need to give up all of my work in the ministry so I can deal with the burdens I have in my life. And they don't realize that they do need to rest, but not from the work. Because the work is what gives the strength to carry the burdens. Look at Matthew chapter 11. I'm just telling you what I found in my prayer closet about you this week and praying for you. Is I've spent time traveling. I've spent time in airports. I've spent time in here. Matthew 11, notice in verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You say, that's what I need. Notice where you get it. Take my yoke upon you. Now, it's not a necklace to wear. The yoke puts two people together to pull and serve. A man said to me, and he, he, he said this in the right way, and wasn't correcting him. He said, preacher, I want to help you. I want to make you a load lighter. And I said, I don't want my load lighter. I want you to help me so we can pull a heavier load. And I understood what he said, and I understand that. But it does make the load lighter, and we can pull more if we pull together. Jesus said, do you need rest? Then take up the yoke, because it's in the work that you find strength, not only for the work, you find strength to carry the burdens. You don't rest from church, you rest in church. I don't mean that, that doesn't mean you can go to sleep while I'm preaching. Make sure you understand the proper interpretation of that. You don't rest from reading the Bible. You rest reading the Bible. You don't rest from witnessing. We find rest in witnessing. We don't rest from praying. We find rest in prayer. We don't rest from our place of service. We find rest in our place of service. We don't get strength in rest. We get strength in work. Think about this illustration. You know, physical therapy has made a great difference in our lives, in our generation. Now, we joke, and sometimes it's not really a joke. A physical therapist is a physical terrorist. They're licensed to hurt you, and the dumbest question they ask is, does that hurt? I mean, that's a dumb question, isn't it? I mean, you're nearly crying, and they say, does that hurt? And when you say, yes, it hurts, and they push it just a little bit more, you know what physical therapy does? It gives you strength, not from the work, but it, but it gives you strength in the work. There was a time when someone broke a leg or an arm or they damaged limbs or fingers. They would oftentimes put them in a cast and just hold them in that place until they healed, and oftentimes they would stay in that place in a deformed kind of way. The injury my wife had some 13 years ago when she cut her arm and the tendons to all four of her fingers in two different places. I looked that, uh, that uh, surgery and that kind of injury up and I saw that most people's hands are crippled when they have that type of injury and surgery. She went to physical therapy every day. She wore different types of contraptions on her hands. Sometimes it would just be a big old claw thing. I wakened at night having that big thing over my head like that. It beats that, but anyway, it was like that. 
the doctor told me she won't ever be able to play the piano again. And she doesn't use her little finger, but she plays better with nine than I can play with 15. But physical therapy made that difference. Some folks say, I'm hurting. I don't, I don't want to serve today. I'm saying what gives us strength is not stop our serving, but what gives us strength is pushing through the difficult days. We don't get strength from the work. We get strength in the work. We learn about John Mark in the Bible who went back from his place of serving the Lord. Later he was restored, but he was restored in the work. It was not the rest time that restored him. It was the work time that restored him. I say tonight, I know your burdens and I know your heartaches. Don't let the devil use those things as a reason not to be faithful to the Lord. Don't let the devil give those to you as an excuse or a reason that you can't serve God. Stay in your place of service. You need the strength to carry the burden. There'll come a day when we're not able to serve the Lord. There'll come a day that we'll say, I wish I could just go to church today. There'll come a time we'll have to give up our work and service on earth Let's serve him while we can. One final illustration in Mark chapter 6. The disciples are very tired. They're so tired. Jesus has commented in that chapter. You've been so busy. You haven't had the time to enjoy a meal. And Jesus said, I want you to come apart and rest a while. After he said that, and of course John the Baptist has been beheaded, that was a very traumatic experience for them, a very emotional, very difficult, as they had gone to take the body of John to bury it, and they had cut John's head off in a tragic uh, act of hatred toward God and toward John. They would buried him, and Jesus, no doubt he his, his heart felt for them. They were ready to go on a time of rest. By the way, he didn't send them to Disneyland. He sent them to a desert place. Sometimes rest is where we go, and I'll just go ahead and say it now. Vacation's not a time for you to live in sin. Vacation's a time for us to rest. Don't you backslide on God on vacation. You go on vacation, you read your Bible every day. You go on vacation, you spend your time. In fact, you ought to spend some extra time in the Bible, some extra time in prayer. You ought to spend some extra time with God. There's time for him to go on vacation, to get on the boat, and someone noticed that it was the disciples and Jesus, and word spread, and a crowd came. In fact, there was a multitude showed up, and Jesus stood on the boat, and he began to teach the people. In fact, he taught, and he taught, and he taught, and he taught, and he just kept on teaching until the disciples said kindly, Jesus, don't you think the people are hungry and they want something to eat? <laughs> I've worked with folks like that. I know what they were saying. We're tired. It's vacation day. They get on the boat finally. Everybody's gone. The first thing that happens is they have a storm. It'd be like going on vacation the first 10 miles having a flat tire. You know what restored, you know what gave them strength for the work? Yes, there was time of rest. 
And we need time of rest. And I understand that. And I recommend it. I, I've said to all of our staff in recent staff meetings, I need you to turn in your vacation time. And I encourage them. And I encourage you. We need times of rest. There's never a time we're away from God. Never. You know where they restored their strength? You read Mark chapter 6 and those last eight verses. They got busy serving God again. And in the work, they found more strength. I want to say tonight, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for staying in your place. And you tonight may be carrying burdens, even burdens that no one knows about. Don't quit serving God because you're tired. Serving God is where you get the strength to carry the burden. Stand with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, I love and admire faithful servants thank you for teachers that have stood in the class have worked in the classroom day after day godly men and ladies day after day for nearly 10 months thank you for them I pray Lord that you would give them rest of mind and body but help us to know that when we need strength, it doesn't come from rest. It comes from work. Thank you, Lord, for every faithful bus worker and soul winner and those that serve you and those that give and those that are faithful. And I pray that you'd help us to know that our strength is restored in the work that we do. I pray now publicly as I prayed privately. Bless our people. God, I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray for those at home unable to be here tonight. Help them, God. I pray that you'd help us to stay faithful in our place of service. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. He's